Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Welcome to the Tribe of Two, the officially unofficial podcast for the Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about the season finale, Chapter 7, In the Name of Honor. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? Boy. Uh, you know, there was some cool stuff. Uh, you got some, some big Star Wars battles uh, with some relatively cool-looking dudes. Uh you know, whoever called the Rancor Rampage in the finale. Uh, hmm. you know, I wonder who you, that could have been. You won. You won all the the internet points there. Um, <laughs> I did. Did we do it? Because I thought it was one of our listeners. I thought you did it, man. In. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought you said early on. No, it, yeah, I did. But it was it was, it was me reading feedback. Uh, uh, whoever okay. had that, uh, you, you get you 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 get the all the internet points. But like. A lot of structural weaknesses of this season, which, you know, the fact that just no one, the the, the core plot of this, mm-hmm. Boba Fett trying to take over Tatooine as personified through what felt like the entire time a backwater, like, like a backwater city on a backwater planet. Like this is a battle for, and it's. Um and and how little time and attention was paid to like the mechanics of that plot? Sure, really yeah. broke down because you have a you have a almost sixty minute action scene with stakes that I don't give a fuck about. Like I cared almost more about Santo the the, the Wookie than I did Boba Fett. Um, I care <laughs> about the Mandalorian, but this isn't his show. I care about Grogu, but like. Luke Skywalker returning. We, we joked about the unaccompanied minor, but like, holy fuck. <laughs> you got R2 there. Yeah, you got R2, the babysitter. Sure, yeah, sure. It's there's like no, you get your learner's permit and, and R2's there to. There's nobody yeah. that wants to murk Luke Skywalker in his X-Wing in this galaxy. Nah, it's the safest form not. of travel in a place <laughs> that like the New Republic's barely even policing. Like there's just a lot of stuff in the world building that just just kind of collapsed in on itself. Um, and it didn't yeah. didn't really work for me. I mean, that's the biggest problem I have with it. Like, we can talk about the minutia and the details that I I think are either poor poorly done or poorly staged or badly written. There's a lot of that too. But the the mm. thing that's the most offensive to me about this is just the way that it clearly seems to be a ploy to get people to cross over and watch more content. Right? Like, yeah. it wasn't enough for them to have the Mandalorian. They also wanted people to go over to Boba Fett. And now you kind of have to like, that's the most disturbing thing to me is what do you do with Mando season three? Because they have completely changed the plot from the end of Mando season two, like Mando season two was up in the air in a way that it no longer is. And if you want to see that stuff, you have to go to book of Boba Fett 
to see it. And and that's what is so offensive to me is that like once once you get to Mando season three, somebody's going to be annoyed, right? It's either going to be the people who haven't seen Book of Boba Fett because they're not going to know what happened and maybe they get a recap like previously on. Is that satisfying? No, not to them, I'm sure. Or the people who have seen it are like, fuck, I don't want to spend time on this. I've already seen it. Like, we're going to waste yeah. time in The Mandalorian. So they're bound to piss off at least some group of people, probably a pretty large group. It seems ill-conceived to me. See, I don't know how large a group is because, like, I think it's the problem in the opposite direction, though, where, like, Disney for now is can can bank on uh, a sizable. Like, if you are into The Mandalorian, you probably were excited to see Boba Fett, you know? Yeah, um, probably. The problem is they just the Mandalorian is Boba Fett 2.0 and it's better in every way. His armor is sure. cooler. I agree. His character is deeper and has, you know, like mm-hmm. like you know, like like the second the Boba Fett started just taking off his helmet willy nilly and and being kind of this smug, dumb, dumb asshole like he Boba Fett used to be cool in the same way the Mandalorian's cool. He never yeah. took off his helmet. He was he was Spartan and Laconian and uh, Laconian in the way he talked. Uh, he, you know, just was, he was just, was just yeah. cool. And mm-hmm. the more he opens his mouth and the more he missteps and, and does things. And I, I don't know, because like, yeah, I, I the, the real problem is like, if you were excited about the Mandalorian and oh my God, Boba Fett's going to be so cool. The first three episodes did so much to walk back that enthusiasm. And then, like you said, you just, the back half of the season is just in the Mandalorian 2.5. Yeah, it's not even book of Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, this this finale could have just been a Mandalorian episode as well. <laughs> and and the, the problem is, is like to me, this is a fiasco. And again, like, look, if you're uh, I've said it before, if you're a mom or dad and you're snuggled up with your five through 12 year olds on the couch and you're watching boat, you are not having any problems because this is like peak family TV for y'all. You're probably just blissed out of your mind. I get it. I don't want to take any part of that away. I just think that there's a lot of. Star Wars fans that are not in that like particular situation uh-huh. where maybe they are ready for a little bit more mature, interesting <laughs> for Star God's Wars. Sake, I just turned 40. Give me an adult Star Wars film, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like I said, it doesn't have to be like adult and like sense of spattering blood. It can like Pixar makes family just, films that entertain multiple generations of people. Yeah. And, and I think Star Wars storytelling. That's all I want. I think Star Wars needs to find that because I think there is, um, you know, maybe our feedback self-selecting, but it seems like there is a growing trend where people are like, you know, I was going to be in for every Star Wars show and now I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm definitely um, not in for a season two of Book of Boba Fett. Like, I, they haven't done anything to show me why I need to watch I don't watch even know that. what the hell that would be. I, I mean, at this point, yeah, what, I mean, Boba Fett. Like he Mos took Espa. over most Espa and he kind of mm-hmm. doesn't want me. He's like, I don't want it. Ah, this kind of sucks. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly thought he's I, like in the last scene, Back he was going to flip the I thought he going to flip the keys to the mod squad and be like, fuck this oh, is bullshit. God. I'm out. So I hate to see that city in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, it, there's a lot of things. Um, like I said, this, this was a big, dumb battle episode and, those are always like like and I, I've there's been big dumb battle episodes of Game of Thrones and big dumb battle episodes of almost every show I've ever seen um, like expands, sure. you know, but like the, the difference is like when the guns start firing and the special effects go off. If you don't care about the characters, it's just so fucking boring. Yeah. And like I only cared really about the Mandalorian and Grogu. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not, again, that's not their show. It's it's just so weird. It's it's, it's such a weird thing. And it's so... Yeah, I guess, like, that's, that's the big thing for me is I'm disappointed that Disney's just not going to make Star Wars for me. You know, Disney is going to yeah. make Star Wars for kids and families, and that's all they care about doing. Um, and there's a huge market for that. But you know what? That means I can dip. I don't. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I don't that, have to... I'm not going to stick around for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But there's um, tons of money to be made. Like, I'm still a Star Wars fan generally. Like, why not service me? Why not give me something to to enjoy? Give me something as, as you know, a middle-aged man uh, or a middle-aged person. Just come on. Come on. It does seem do, like do, do you not like money? Do you not like my money? What? It seems like Disney Plus has a hard problem with stratification of their content. Like this is all like you, Disney Plus is the one thing you can just leave on and your kids can watch and surf from thing and they're never going to be offended. They're never going to walk into Requiem for a Dream it's or they're streaming on Disney Plus. Is it really? Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Go watch Deadpool on Disney Plus. I did not know. Okay, so like I, I don't fucking know. I, I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm the same way because like again, this is just too dumb. This is too dumb for me. This is like Captain Power shit, uh, which I loved <laughs> as a seven or eight year old right, blasting on right. my television and you know saving up cereal boxes for the next thing. But like I just don't like this is this is just not good enough, man. And it's not again, I just want to make sure it's not about the swearing, the sex and the violence. No. It's about like have Boba Fett having a plan that seems clever and has like a payoff of a couple episodes down the line that has twists and turns and instead of like literally being, you know, made up on on the spot it felt like. Uh, like they came up to shoot and was like, well, we got these sets. We got Boba Fett. Uh, we don't need to actually write anything interesting because uh, right? episode four, the Mandalorian shows up and he just pretty much takes it from there. And there's just it's some like, hiss poor writing. It's not even about like, you know, uh, specific parts of battle sequences that are dumb or whatever, but it, just piss poor dialogue in this show. Yeah. Uh, this, this episode in particular, like there's a scene the first scene with Finnick where she's explaining Boba Fett's plan to him mm-hmm. so that the audience can get it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm right. not a child. Please write something better than this garbage. And, and how <laughs> this can be like one of the most popular franchises and, and well-moneyed franchises, most financially successful in the world and have dialogue of that caliber. It just makes me kind of sick. It makes me yeah. sick that these people are making this much money on this piss poor product. Especially when I'm looking at other genres, you know, it, it 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 sucks that Boba Fett also shared the screen with some of the best genre stuff I've seen lately, like the Expanse, even the Peacema- Peacemaker. Dude, the boys, like, it's there's it, so much good stuff again, out there, and this is not it. Yeah, and those are very adult shows, and I, but sure. but I think that uh, you know, writing on the level of Stranger Things, yes is kind of what I'm expecting from Disney and stranger things is, is something that can be enjoyed by eight year olds on up to, you know, 48 year olds. And sure. That's what star Wars needs to find. They need to find that like rogue one gear. Um, that is not ultra violent and is not super sexy and it doesn't violate what we think of star Wars in terms of like it's aesthetic and it's appeal, but like, it gives you so you don't have to engage like I don't, this, I don't think Star Wars is something you have to disengage your brain to enjoy. It didn't used to be. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always been, you know, dumb Wookiees without pants running around and starships and stuff like that. And, yeah, but, but whatever. You, you, 
but but you know you cared about the characters and 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 you you were sucked into it from that standpoint and i guess that's the other thing that's disappointing is the robert rodriguez production the action scenes were kind of like i mean it's epic right when there's the some cool stuff in around there, for sure there's also some just really like everyone <laughs> saw the gif of the mod guy doing a 720 Jesus for Christ. no goddamn reason and like but I don't know. Maybe there's a kid out there that that's his favorite mod and he thinks the mod guys are cool and he wants to collect yeah. all the things and he wants his bike to look like it. And but that's, that just feeds back into the this is purely about the profit. This is purely about like yeah, crossover not. opportunities, getting more eyeballs on more of their shit. I, yeah, it really annoys me. Um, yeah. As, as someone who was looking forward to the book of Boba Fett to be the more mature storytelling the, to come out of Star Wars as someone well, that's, who was excited it, for that. It, this is not doing anything for me. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, I just feel like there's this constant kind of like Lucy in the football with Charlie Brown yeah. where it's like, Oh, this is going to be the dark gritty bounty hunter series. Oh no, actually here's a baby Yoda and it's going to, it's, it's going to be fucking, uh, <laughs> A two seasons of Jason Statham with a baby and a baby carrier making his way through like, you know, in that one uh, uh, Fast and Furious scene. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Boba Fett. Oh, he's the original badass. And mm-hmm. he's coming back to Tatooine to take over Jabba's empire. And with oh, that no, teaser it's actually- that they did at the end of Mando, that yeah. looked badass. And then nothing. Uh, nothing. No, it's a mod squad and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, it, it'd be one thing if this was like Jedi Academy Adventures, you know, it's going right. to be Luke and a bunch of young kids. And it's like, you know, like if they, but like when you've got Boba Fett, mm-hmm. you know, like if I, if they come up with a Tales from Jabba's Palace and it's not seedy and it's not kind of dangerous feeling and it doesn't feel like morally gray then like you know like if it if it turns into like the muppet babies then i don't know what we're doing here because like again this feels very much bait yeah. and switch i don't expect this from like a luke skywalker show i don't expect this from mm-hmm. like when when obi-wan kenobi and ahsoka like the jedi i expect that to be kind of squeaky clean and maybe a little corny but like this stuff i i yeah i expect a little bit i expect a little bit more and, and I'm disappointed. It is about tone, certainly, um, but also for me, it's about quality. And I feel like the quality of these shows, aside from the visuals, has been very bad. Um, yeah. the The storytelling quality is just bad, and it's yeah. killing my enthusiasm for something I should be very excited about, which is Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah. Like ha- having you and McGregor come back to the screen as Obi Wan is gonna should be awesome but this is killing it for me i'm like well if they put this much effort into boba fett why would they put any more effort into obi-wan well and i keep on it's like you know it's like oh dave fellini he's the great hope for star wars oh the the favreau he's the great hope oh this guy you know he's such a fan and i'm like i don't know man there's there's nobody that feels like they've got the way like you watch james gunn suicide squad and peacemaker you are convinced that this man has read every fucking DC comic book and loves it and loves the stuff that's silly and the stuff that's cool and serious. And even if you just give him the fringes of a property, he's going to flesh it out and, and make it at a fully realized product. And then you have these other guys reflip the entire pantheon of Star Wars to them. And this is what we get. <laughs> and I do think that Disney plus is yeah. kind of make it or break it like for the rest of 2022, because if, Obi-Wan is more of the same if the, you know, the the, the upcoming, like, what the, what's fucking Moon Knight is the next thing that's coming out down to Disney or uh, the Marvel yeah, thing? Sure. Like, 
I'm this close to just switching off all the Disney Plus crap and not worrying about it. Yeah, because and I'm this close to just switching off Star Wars pretty much forever until someone tells me, oh, shit, they've got their shit together. I I, I'm yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I've been happier with the Marvel stuff, which is crazy to me because I'm not as big of a Marvel fan as I am of a Star Star Wars fan. Their batting average is 50 percent. Oh, sure. Probably closer to 30, 40 (laughs) percent. Yeah, but it's better. It is better. better. Loki alone was better than anything they've put on the screen that's Star Wars related. So, yeah, that's the man and the man. The Star Wars stuff just feels so fucking safe too. like. It's just the lowest common denominator. Little kitty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the whole thing. Don't want to numbers. Don't want to make a parent explain any kind of geopolitical thing to a kid, you know, five year old (laughs) and start, you know, it's just. Yeah. Like the, the Godfather shit that they did in this is so watered down. It's like it's it's uh fucking homeopathic godfather right like that's the plot of this and i'd I'd still go like the stuff that i liked like i feel like they did violence to stuff i liked by like i really liked the you know um boba fett learning the ways of the tuscan and like connecting to a family in a way that maybe he hasn't done since his father died Mm -hmm. and then the whole like framing of the biker gang the way they did that i didn't even realize that like oh boba considered it like i just think that boba didn't care and then when they finally reveal, like, oh, it's actually these other guys, like, it's so hilarious. There's a 10-second push-in onto a featureless helmet. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to realize that there's, like, and, and he grips his blaster, and he's, like, roiling with the motion. I'm like, no, I don't buy it. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was handled very well. Could have been a cool story, but it wasn't. Uh, I guess we should get into the recap. Let's do it. Let's let's do let's put Let's put the book. Let's close... The Book of Boba proper. Maybe permanently. Uh, first, let's take a quick break. All right, we start off with Boba and Finnick surveying the wreckage of the casino. Mando shows up to tell him that Cobb is raising a garrison to fight the Pike Syndicate. Boba's pleased, but they have to buy some time. Uh, the mods convince him to stay in Mas Espa rather than going back to his palace, his sanctuary. Uh, I didn't realize this earlier on. Maybe you said it, but I didn't know who she was at the time. Um the the person playing Drash, one of these mods, is the young Nat from Yellow Jackets. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind. I, right. I saw her after watching four episodes of that, and was like, "Oh, that's her. That's cool." Uh, doesn't uh, make her character any better, but no, just because you like somebody in something doesn't yeah. mean they're going to be great for this. Um, again, Boba feels so passive here. He's oh, well, like, I mean, the yeah. dialogue is. God awful. Like the whole point of this scene is to show us like, hey, they're all setting up. Oh no, that's later. That's later when Finnick is saying No, it's like shit. it's like uh, you know, hey, I'm gonna head back to my castle and the mod, the junior division of his crime lord empire is like, but 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 and Boba's like, Oh, I guess it's right. And then Mando's like, I got some foot soldiers. What's the cost? Free. You just have to stop doing drugs on the planet. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I guess I guess that's not so like he just you know, Boba Fett has this like, you know, we are we will set up shop in Jabba's castle. No, oh, I guess we won't. You know, I, I there's it this feels like, like he's trying not to be a dictator here, but <sighs> that's I don't know. I don't know. I get what they're trying to do. Yeah, this is a it's this is a criminal done. organization, not a youth ministry. Like, come on. But they're trying to make him the good guy now, right? Like he's the good criminal. He's the guy who's gonna run Mos Espa without There's hurting ways people. you can do I, 
criminals who are sympathetic. Like again, sure. watch The Godfather. Jesus Christ, watch American Gangster. Like these are very charismatic mm-hmm. criminal people that you see good to, and you see why they're trying to do the things they're trying to do. Like I don't understand why you can't do that with with Boba Fett, and also, and if you can't. Leave Boba Fett on the shelf. Leave him in the Sarlacc pit until you know and down to your balls and bones that you got something for him to do. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, even. Yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't want to harp on it. I feel like we're, we're har- we've harped on it enough. <laughs> we have. Um, it, all right. Let's move on to then, I guess, uh, the, the stranger who everybody knows Cad his Bang. name. Yeah. Because yeah. they've seen him in uh, Clone Wars or whatever. But I, I haven't. And the show has not said his name yet the show actually never says his name you're right he's a stranger Um, from the desert he is the stranger but the subtitles say his name which i found weird because (laughs) the show never says it um right so anyway yeah it's cad bane he tells the mayor and the head of the pike syndicate and i guess all these others who are meeting uh cobb won't be a problem he's dealt with him and then pike admits to framing i'm just calling this dude pike he's the head of the pike syndicate Uh-huh. He admits to framing the speed bikers for the death of Boba's Tuscan tribe, and that gives Cad an idea on how to get Boba Fett out from his hiding spot. It's a dumb idea, but um, I, I thought it was the best part of the episode. Him emotionally manipulating Boba Fett. Th- that into... isn't like action based. Yeah. Like him mm-hmm. attempting to emotionally manipulate Boba Fett because Boba Fett did care about his tribe. As they set it up, Boba didn't know that, you know, the Pikes and were the ones who actually killed them. Mm-hmm. I think it was a neat ploy, and I actually enjoyed that moment of the episode. Mayor McCheese um, is an interesting character because, like, they made him in the first couple episodes as kind of being like this mysterious guy who knew more of the score than it was actually. And he was like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, who are these guys that are that can intimidate the huts and kind of hut controlled space. Yeah. I got to say like, then, you know, turn into mayor McCheese guy into someone who's like, I agreed to surgical strikes, not open warfare in my own. Like you have no say in this. This is something this is, they have taken over all of Tatooine. You're the mayor of one fucking city. That's not even the main city. Like, You're you thought you could dictate terms of these assholes like literally it's, like, it's not just Boba Fett. It's the dumbest person like all, everyone here just it, it, it comes into these situations like they're having a meeting over how many bushes they can have with the homeowners association. <laughs> like that's not how this stuff goes down. Right. Uh, uh. Yeah, for sure. It, it goes down more like the meeting of Boba Fett with the heads of the syndicates. Right. Or the, the what does he call them? something the families. The G. yeah the the families uh it, it it's that's closer that's better but yeah I, mm. I agree this part is not amazing yeah uh i think turns out grogu and r2d2 land at the moss Eisley dock where where peli works uh in luke's x-wing and peli feeds grogu and tells him mando is actually in moss espa so Luke did tell this three-year-old, you can choose your space daddy or you can choose the force. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he made his choice, get the fuck out, clean out your bed, get, get out of here. I want to have. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. And, and what is Luke doing? That's more important than dropping Grogu off. Constructing his Academy, right? You mean watching his fucking worker ant robots construct his Academy. 
Yeah, like a soca can bottom. Job a so- I'm just saying, like it seems, <laughs> it just seems unbelievably callous to do this to this. Oh, this child. totally. Yeah, you know, and I guess it's a hyperspace jump. It's not like you know, maybe this is essentially like I don't know, putting a kid on a bus across town, which still is something I wouldn't do. Uh, <laughs> not a baby. Not a yeah. baby who can't speak yet. Or like, like imagine, imagine like uh, you're in one side of L.A. and you got shared custody with your ex on the other side of L.A. and you're just going to put your kid in a, a fucking Tesla mm-hmm. and be like, he'll be there in 20 minutes. Like, no one would do that. <laughs> no one would do that. Is, no, that's crazy. It makes Luke seem like such an asshole. And I'm, I'm judging on a Jedi curve here. God. Yeah, he's he does seem like an asshole. Uh, I'm I'm thinking maybe he's like, uh, you know, Grogu will come back to the Force someday, someday, like I did, right? He's got yeah. the thing he's got to go do. I mean, it's it's crazy to send him off by himself. I guess and he's accompanied by it, R2. It also feels all so too much, too clever. Like, you know, like you got the Naboo starfighter with the the glass dome. Like, ooh, gee, I wonder what's going to sit up there. Like, everything mm-hmm. just is begging the the next step of the process like it's it's spoil like the 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 need for merchandising and having cool spaceships yeah. and stuff is like like literally spoiling the episode totally. I, and, and, and crossovers the, and all that yeah but even then it's like even though it was obvious what was going to happen i am kind of blown away by how fast it happened like you had mm-hmm. to get the mandalorian and grogu back together on boba's show apparently yeah I, I don't know. It, like I said, it's it's confusing at best for people who are only Mandalorian watchers. Um, I I think those people are like the set of those people are like only probably leave like five people out. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it, no, it, this whole thing, this whole experiment of Mandalorian and actually just the Star Wars cinematic universe at this point feels like it is solely designed to drive eyeballs to all the shows like. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason that Ahsoka needed to show up on Book of Boba Fett? No. No, absolutely no reason. Luke could have performed the exact same function. Right. Uh, Yeah, there are a myriad of things in this show that strike me as simply there because they saw the pieces clicking in place for the franchise, right? Mm -hmm. Not, Not the story, just the franchise. Like, how are we going to extract money and views from people and what's this really is sad is like we talked about this when the disney plus project like launched is my god how are you going people are already showing signs of fatigue in the fandoms of star wars and marvel how are you going to keep people engaged in, throughout an entire calendar year of mm-hmm. just like one show spiraling to another into another into the big movie into another show into another show even if they're like the most amazing, compelling thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Like there's a finite appetite that people have for this stuff. The fact that they're doing this and it's just, it's just so mediocre. Uh-huh. It really calls in the question of like, they're going to spend all this time and treasure to just maximize the amount of profit they can take out of a fan base in the span of a few short years. And then yeah. I, it's going to yeah, be like a, this. It's yeah. Yeah, man. I can feel myself caring less by the day. <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah. I, and I don't think we're alone. I've seen a lot of sentiment. Um, no, there's definitely people saying, this. shut up, shut up, shut up. This is awesome. This is all I've ever wanted since I was a child. Shut up. You're sure. ruining it for me. And like, I'm great, dude. You don't need my just stop listening to fucking podcasts. You don't need podcasts or any of this <laughs> right? stuff. You go yeah. on the Wikipedia, look up any term you're unfamiliar with. You're done. You, you, you are completely equipped with with the ears and eyes. God gave you to fully enjoy this show. 
You don't mm-hmm. need, you know, so it's like I'm I I was hoping that these shows would require a podcast where you'd be guessing for plots that are set up for years in advance. Like, oh, no, what? There's a plastic bubble. Grogu's going to sit in it probably next. Oh, no, actually in three or more episodes. Like that's yeah. that's the amount of analysis that's required here. For sure. Uh, they'd lampshade Grogu being a terrible name. And I don't know that that actually <laughs> makes it a good name. Dude, it's lampshading is exactly what it is. It's pointing out something you did that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know. I had, I had it's a exact, chuckle moment, but like I had the exact same note like you sometimes you lampshade stuff that's a little too close to the bone. Mhm. You know, you get you get get them riled up by hitting too close to the mark as Han, as Han Solo would say and like I felt like it is a stupid name. It yeah. is. We yeah. kind of went with it cuz that's his name, but this is a terrible name. Terrible. All right. Uh, speaking of terrible, let's go to the scene where Finney explains Boba Fett's plan to him as we see everyone taking up positions through Mos Espa. Uh, surely no one can sneak up on them, and someone immediately does. It's Cad Bane. He uses the info about Pike framing the speed bikers to try to entice Boba into a duel. He doesn't take the bait, instead sending Cad back to his masters with a message that negotiations are terminated, which he'll, he'll immediately open negotiations back up. Uh, or pretend to. Uh, that's when the other syndicates attack. Finnick goes after the Pike Syndicate and Moss Eisley stopping to save the mods first. Uh, yeah, why is she telling Boba Fett his own plan in this scene? I I don't know. And like just setting the stage of like, hey, we're going to keep an eye on the four, <laughs> the, the the three families of Tatooine to make sure they don't betray us. And they betray him in the scene that this is actually happening. Like, this is such, uh, like, just-in-time storytelling. Yeah. And there was this, uh, a couple things that just, like, I laughed out loud when, like, those pigs were forced over the edge of the cliff. <laughs> it's am hilarious. Su- yeah, am I supposed to cry during that scene? Cause it's I hilarious. Like, I kind of liked them. And as, as, like, you know, like, I remember when they came on, they, they first came to the show, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of, I like Gamorreans, and these guys are, like, scrappy Gamorreans, and they're, like, you know, loyal and... Like, you know, there's it's, it's how will they turn these guys into characters? You know, I've seen other franchises like turn sub vocal guys like Groot into cool dudes. But like it just didn't happen, man. They got thrown off the cliff and like, well, I, <laughs> they, you guys didn't even get names. So fuck you guys, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then Boba Fett's super wide stance as Finnick is. <laughs> did you see that? Uh, where he's like, where he's got know, one foot up perched up on the stair. Yeah, like in a very awkward and an angle where he's kind of have to like look back at Finnick Shand as she's like telling him this stuff. I mean, it's got it's got to be Tamora Morrison going, fuck, this is the worst. This is the most poorly written scene I've ever been in. I got to do something here. I don't have any dialogue. I got to I got to make Boba Fett important. This Beskar belt's <laughs> riding up and cinching me. I gotta, I gotta. I, we're just, we're just blocking shots. We're not actually did filming, right? Oh shit! You, yeah, this is what's happening right. here. Right. <laughs> I shit. I thought we'd change this dialogue, boy. And also, I love uh, how like Finnick is saying, "Yeah, this approach. We have all of our flanks covered." As mm-hmm. their flanks get the their ass, yeah. uh, all four of their flanks got their asses <laughs> kicked in. I know, man. Like within, so like you didn't have shit covered. It makes them look incredibly know. stupid and incredibly unprepared and. And also, like, okay, if we're really going to talk about this, like, why the fuck do you have Chrysantha guarding the Trandosians? That's hmm. so fucking weird. It's like having... He hates them. Yeah, he has this... 
Well, and and hmm. both. It's like having Apollo Creed yeah. uh, from Rocky going undercover to check out the. You're not even undercover. Just walking. Just just keeping keeping an eye on the KKK. Yeah, wearing rally. his big fucking red, white, and blue shorts, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just 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 hang out and let us know if they if they're they're making eyes at you. Like fuck. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's asinine. Uh, let's uh, let's let's put the two species uh, that have the opposite of a life debt in, in, in a in a in a death grudge. Let's 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 put. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Nobody stopped for even a second to think about ninety percent of this episode. They even two episodes action. ago established how much he hates these oh, guys. He like just yeah. rips their arms off for really no reason. They're just having a good time in a casino. Yeah. But he's the one kind of keeping an eye, cool, and making sure that's this. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. That's uh, ridiculous. Also, um, how seriously am I supposed to take the threat of Cad Bane when you have set up characters who have not just plot armor, but physical, actual, impenetrable armor, as far as I can tell? I He gets in a duel with Cad Bane. Cad Bane's just dead because he's not going to be able to shoot through Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, except for he's done it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you either have history... Yeah, either have history of this guy or you don't. Um, Does he? I don't know. I didn't watch Clone Wars. Yeah, which no, is Boba Fett. They, that's, that's like, like I said, the Boba Boba Fett got his dent in his helmet, his Beskar helmet from the first duel he fought with this guy. How? What dented that helmet? I saw a fucking Rancor take a bite to yeah. chomp down on a on a Mando helmet, and nothing happened. Well, Cade Bane's, Cad Bane's uh, blasters raided the dent Beskar. <laughs> What's apparently. the recoil on that thing? How does he fire it without <laughs> shooting across the city? Like it's space magic, okay? Oh, Jesus Christ, okay. Uh, Alskan okay. also says something. I've been waiting for Matt Berry to be funny as his executioner Not droid. Gonna happen. How Wasted do you cast? Talent. How do you cast Matt Berry and not have <laughs> him be funny at all, dude? They they got so enamored with this fucking mayor's assistant guy his his diplomat right and that guy fucking sucks i hate that character yeah it's not good every time he opens his mouth i cringe make him the robot and give matt barry his role exactly i would love to see matt barry with twi'lek heads oh my god he would just he would just fucking come right off the screen yeah it'd be amazing yeah yeah uh terrible terrible all right Pike moves in on Boba and Mando's position. They decide to die in the name of honor rather than abandon the people of Mos Espa. Uh, tailhead guy uh, attempts to negotiate on their behalf, and Boba sends him out with an offer, which is nothing. Uh, this this is so paint-by-numbers wrote. I've seen this in every other thing I've ever watched. Uh, Boba and Mando use that as a distraction to attack. Then a battle ensues, which includes... I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe this battle. It's the rest of the fucking episode with with exception of the final scene. Um, it includes everything. It includes everything that's been in any of the Star Wars shows up to this point. It includes <laughs> Pike Syndicate, the mods, Kersantan, Scorponek droids, Peli, yeah. Grogu, Baby Yoda, uh, Boba on a Rancor. It's... Okay, it's well, you are going to have to break it down a little bit better than that because, like, I don't, I don't I know. I can't. We just have to talk about it. There's so much shit that happens, and it's all such a muddy, like, mess of a scene that I don't know where to break it. Uh, so, like, you, like you there's sit- the stuff before the droids. How about that? They, they're uh, shooting a bunch of people. 
Well, uh, so, so, like, so where we're at, we're at the the mayor's guy went out there to negotiate and they did the whole thing where like Boba Fett says, yeah. here's my offer. Nothing. And he doesn't even look at it before he goes out there. He's an idiot. Right. Right. Um, and uh, just as the negotiations break down, the Mandos come out, fly on their backpacks. Um, man, the first time. Boba Fett used his knee rocket on that stormtrooper last season. I thought it was <laughs> uh-huh. cool, but I got to say the knee rockets look dumber and dumber the more they're used. Striking that pose is not a flattering one. Yeah, it looks it looks weird. It's like, I don't know. Um, and then they're finally being overrun. The Mandalorians are getting and then here comes the people of Freetown. It's Freetown. They got an armored skiff. You got the bartender on the heavy gun. They taught they'd say that the marshal's been gunned down in cold blood, and that explains why they're here. Um you've got the mods I feel like coming they just in. lied to him. I feel like they just lied to him there. Based on what we see at the end of this episode. He did technically get sequence. gunned down in cold blood. <laughs> when I hear gunned down in cold blood, I think I mean, dead. He's dead. dead. Fucking yeah, yeah, dead. Yeah. We put him dead. in the coffin and he's under the ground now. Yeah. I mean, technically, I guess if you fall down and you're on death's door and you need a bed, like that is also gunned down technically. But it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's an open question. Do the people of Freetown know that their marshal's not dead? Because it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. Doesn't it doesn't really seem like it. But how um, cold can a body get before you can't mod it or back to it back to health? Uh, then the mods come. And you said that this the the the, the lady mod is the same one that plays. Uh, what did you say? Her name was Nat uh, on Yellow Jackets. Yeah, that's the hunter. The one that's doing. Sure. Her name's like Darsh or something or Drash. But I'm saying and, and she's the one that, sh- that hunts in the, the Yellow Jackets. Yes, yes, yes. I have a problem with her gun stances because in Yellow Jackets, (laughs) this lady's a crack shot and she refuses to look down the iron sights at the gun. Mm -hmm. This thing, she's got this little tiny pistol that looks like the barking cricket that Will Mm -hmm. Smith deploys in uh, Men in Black. She she's like double jointed and hyper extends her like I don't (laughs) I, I saw that, too. I, I'm like, it hurt my arm to watch her shoot this thing. Like, she deployed mm-hmm. it, it. It's like, what the fuck? Is this some bad CG? Like, I couldn't stop. And it happens like a whole bunch. Of, like, she can shoot around the corner just by sticking her hand out, quote unquote, straight. It's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't like any of that. Um, th- then, <laughs> okay. then, 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 okay, so, so the Wookiee gets in, the Black Santos, Black uh-huh, Santos. Black Santos. Yep. Uh, he gets involved. He has no armor. Yeah. How many how many blaster shots can a Wookiee take before they go down? Because he takes six. like yeah. again like a like a, 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 a sunny in the toll booth amount of fire, and he's like <laughs> cr- finally he's crawling. He can barely make it. Both Mandalorians help him stand. Boba Fett pl- um, promises him a back to tank. He will later come back five minutes from now, full combat efficiency. Right. Just pops back up, no problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, guess, I, I did think Wookiees it was cool a... when he's tanking shots, but yeah, when he pops back up, nothing. There else. should be a cost to that. Yeah. Right, totally. He shouldn't he should be out of the fight the rest of the time. Yep. Um they fall back and this 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 super droid deca comes out. Um it's like, yeah, I guess this is uh this is stuff from the Clone Wars too, where it's essentially the droid deca battle battle or uh, dreadnought class. Fucking battle Scorp- droids. Scorpinek is what uh, Pelly calls it. 
it only has got two turbo laser turrets instead of the little like hand, you know, like little blaster things. Yes. Yeah. Um, Holy shit, is it slow? The, the the droidicus could roll around and chase you and shit. This thing you're trading firepower for speed, apparently. Yeah, this thing is slow. It turns slow. It walks slow. And uh, apparently, the thing about this, um, well, I, this is a someone asked in feedback is like um, because Star Wars have always had like ray shielding and particle shielding. Ray shielding defends against energy weapons, and particle shielding defends against physical objects. Like when you know when they're talking about the Death Star run, and they're like, oh, "How are you going to shoot this uh, torpedo into the exhaust port?" And they say it's not ray; it's, it's it doesn't have particle shielding. Just ray shielded so you can get a torpedo through it. Yeah. This apparently in Star Wars is the first ever combination ray particle shield. So you can't like okay. like like we all saw them walk through the shields in episode one. You can't do that with these. They've got they've 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 combined yeah. two great shield tastes into one. It's peanut butter, peanut butter and chocolate of shielding technology. Sure. Um and they can nothing can not even Boba's big fucking backpack rocket mm-hmm. can penetrate these things. That's fine. Um, I have no problem with that. Dark Saber can't do it. Uh, Dark Dark Saber can be wielded by Mando now. I have I have a problem with that. Like last we left Mando, he had a hard time lifting this fucking thing because he didn't he wasn't focused or whatever, right? I mean, he's still taking big haymaker cuts with it. I I don't think he's necessarily wielding it with any kind of like real success, but like I'm honestly shocked that like okay. a lightsaber can't penetrate the shield either. Yeah. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah. they, they, they Star Wars has a history of doing that, of inventing things that can't be penetrated by lightsabers yeah. uh, to, you know, combat what uh, what an OP weapon that is. Yeah. Uh, Santo tries to do it. He can't. The mod does his fucking spin attack that, boy, you could tell Rodriguez really Jesus. really thought this was going to be amazing. Uh, they run into Peli Mato, who's got Grogu. She's got this little droid rickshaw. She's got uh, uh-huh. just in time for Mando to hitch a ride and then get the fuck out of Dodge. They didn't do like this is again like there's so much like Western stuff into this, like all the Cad Bane versus uh, Boba is straight up West. Sure. And they, now we have an like an Alamo location. Uh-huh. Like this is where we're going to take our last stand. It's this like, you know, Adobe kind of earthworks kind of thing. Um they give the mod girl who wants to hold off the whole army with her fucking barking cricket. And they're like one of the Freetown people are like that ain't going to work lady. So they give her a sniper rifle and she goes up to take to the oh high my ground. God. This is maybe the worst part of the fight when, <sighs> when those two go up together and, <laughs> and <laughs> noisy cricket, uh, Darsh, Darsh, uh, says, all right, you can shoot these guys, right? I'm going to cover you. I'll draw the fire of the Scorponek. It She says this, and she's standing two feet from her. Yeah. I will draw the fire. Where? Right to her? You fucking idiot. Like, yeah. put them on separate rooftops. Like, have them, before they leave, say, I'll draw their fire. You get them. Then they run out, and they both get on separate rooftops. That would work. This does not fucking work. Nobody gave a second thought. The a single of, second the thought flow of the battle and like what it like I even thought that like the, the Mandalorians when they finally came out to do battle like uh, when they're flying around okay fine but like do you guys like I get you're wearing Beskar but like do you have ever heard of cover right have you ever heard of yeah. like okay you fly you got attacked to go from rooftop but like there's no 
it's just everything's just a rule of cool uh-huh. um and it's it's fine for like 10 year olds but like i've seen like really interesting pitched battles where i knew the stakes and i knew the terrain and i knew the capabilities of both armies it wasn't just like surprise after surprise after surprise reinforcement and show up and right anyway um Mando finds out that the Grogu's back and he jumps into his use. He force jumps into his arms and there's this like, uh-huh. like long inappropriate scene that even like Pelimato is really good for calling out to show stupid shit. Grogu, your name's trash. Also, what the hell are you doing? Having this tender reunion in the middle of this pitched battle where like half the city's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, the rickshaw gets derailed. Things are looking grim. And then the part that I've kind of been waiting for all episode, uh, the Rancor. Yeah. Boba Fett's gone off to get his last reinforcements. What? You don't have any more reinforcements. Hmm. What what last <laughs> trump card does he have that was 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 put up his sleeve about four episodes ago? It's a Rancor. And this is fucking cool. I mean, this is easily the coolest part of this fight. No doubt. The, the Rancor beast moding. But the thing is, is like also this felt like they had this. Sh- they're like, you know what? We're going to make this a full hour and we need to yeah. justify that because. Well, this is the, the pattern of, of these Star Wars shows, right? We make yeah. the big bombastic final episode and it's a pattern with all of disney stuff i think yeah um you're right like this was the wheels kind of fell off of the uh wandavision mm-hmm. uh i don't think the wheels ever got on for the captain america falcon soldier crap <laughs> never saw it. um but yeah i so so the man uh, the, and the rancor is just like batter like I, it's cool he's just battering mm-hmm. these droids he's just smack just 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 so pissed off that these droids are shooting him and yeah. he's just pushing their shields and just like with sheer, sheer brawn strength yeah. is going to overwhelm their circuit breakers or whatever uh mando sees that their shields are weakening so he bullies his way through it um i think they're they're color coded like their ray yeah. shields are blue and something else is red stabs a droid in the head which i thought that was going to be it, but nope. There's still more. Uh, Grogo's got to use the force on this guy. Uh, the pull a bolt off his leg to kind of not even destroy it, but kind of cripple it. Um, the Rancor is able to finish it off. Uh, the yeah, the Rancor essentially wins everything until uh, the rank of <laughs> Cad Bane, Bane shows up with a flamethrower yeah. with the flamethrower and cows the throws Boba Fett off cows the rancor the rancor goes running off um there's I, this kind of liked uh, before we got to that Cad Bane part I kind of liked the the rancor being sort of a wild beast right that's destroying yeah. things um yeah it's, and and, and kind of turns on its own doesn't doesn't really understand like the sides of this battle once it loses its rider yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I thought that they might play that like Boba Fett and Mandalorian look very similar that like so the Mandalorian could just jump in his no. saddle and know <laughs> that uh, Rancor is having none of that shit. Yep. Trying to bite his head off. Only his best car saved him. Um, I kept expecting it to pull his helmet off and that to be like the moment where, you know, Mando is revealed, right? Like Mando. But that's too big of a moment for for the not Mando show. So then you got Cad Bane saying, you know, saying like, essentially, I've beaten you and I've gotten the best stuff from you. You tried to go straight, but you got your father's blood. You're a killer. Uh, he he wins. His, and here's the thing. It's like, I just don't know that I buy like the last time Cad Bane and Boba Fett squared off. Uh, it was kind of like a draw. 
Cad Bane thought he killed Boba. His armor had saved him. But Boba was very much like a teenager. He's raw, kind of like, you know, this is a Boba Fett who's the most feared bounty hunter to the galaxy. I can't believe that he, the same shit, beat him. It, gotcha. it seemed like, and I was just thinking this, like, you know, as I was like, well, how's he going to get out of this? It's going to have to be somebody. And what happened was that he realized he remembers he's got his gaffy stick strapped to his back. And mm-hmm. as Cad Bane's talking shit to him, he just sweeps him off his feet and then impales him with the spear into that thing. Yeah. Um, It felt weirdly a moment where Boba Fett again looks like a fool. And also kind of anticlimactic. So what they're going for here is that tribe thing, that tribe idea again, right? Like Cad Bane's over and me saying the only way you ever win anything is to think only of yourself. And it's all right. about greed and the single person, the single lone gunman. And then he uses the stick that he got from his tribe to take him off his feet and, and defeat him. So, yeah, sure. I get I get you're going for that. It just none of this really worked. And then since this thing has to be a climactic giant battle for an hour, uh, now the ran- Rancor is rampaging yeah. through the city. Uh, the mod squad's going to try to stop him. That's not going to work. Mando tries to stop him. That doesn't work. Uh, what does work is cute-ass Grogu, Grogu coming out there, and the Rancor doesn't know what to make of him, and Grogu, Grogu uses the Force to put the Rancor to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then Grogu cuddles up next to the Rancor and s- sleeps like he's like the little kitten that's just bullied a Great Dane or something. And it's cute, but it's also kind of like trite. I didn't have much patience for this shit by the end of this episode, you know? Sure. Oh, totally. I mean, after a 60-minute action scene, yeah. I'm with yeah. you. Uh, I did think it was pretty hilarious as like Rancor is trying to bite Mando's head off. Amanda eventually just puts his flamethrower in his mouth and lights him up. And I'm thinking, right. ooh, too spicy. Too spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mando's is a little too spicy for the Rancor's taste buds. Yeah. And it, it was, was like a, an indigestion commercial, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> this I is, was ready for the hab- habanero, but you hit me with the ghost pepper and uh, ooh, too spicy. Yeah, pretty Eat funny. Eat some Tums. Um, and then you got a scene of the f- the three families being abandoned by the Pikes because it's too dangerous to do business. And then Boba Fett and his squad comes in and they get God. Well, it's just it's just Finnick. Yeah, Finnick shows up and murders them all. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. There's, that's it. Boba uh, walks there's through a, the city as as the new mayor, de facto mayor of Mos Espa. He, I guess. I, I think he's bowing. He's, uh, he's, he's complaining gifts. about his his right. His his genuflexion arm is getting worn out. Uh, he's he's <laughs> loved and respected by everyone. And then he says, oh, "Maybe, maybe this stuff isn't for me." And yeah. they then pan to like Chrysan- the Crisanto and the, the mods are standing there. And I really thought he was going to be like, you know what? You guys take this fucking city. I'm, I'm bored with it. Me and mm-hmm. Finnick are going to go be badasses. Uh, so we can get our like uh, we're going to we're going to book to electric bookaloo next year. And it's going to be it's it's we're going to put away all this kitty shit. I don't know. Uh, but they don't. And once again, the Mandalorian music takes over Boba's own fucking show as he right. takes to the stars and there's Go Grogu in the bubble. Uh, well, before that, Gro- I was wondering, like, when they say, like, oh, the back to tank is in use. But then I see Chrysanthemum over there and I'm like, well, he's not in it. So who's in it? There's a moment of like, OK, that's interesting. Who's in that? And I thought maybe Mando because he got pretty fucked up during that battle. Right. Uh, and he's God, not the, really yeah, the shown Rancor, there. The Rancor 
double fist slams him through like Duracrete structures. Dude. Yeah. I don't care what kind of armor you're wearing. That's going to hurt. Yeah. It's not molecularly bonded to your fucking skeleton. You're going to yeah. <laughs> break a clavicle or something. I don't know. But it wasn't uh, him in there. It turns out it's Cod, Cod Piece. Is that his name? Cod. Cod, uh, Cod Vanth. Cod, Cod Piece Vanth. And uh, he's and the mod dead body is stuffed into a back to tank to just see what happens. And and the mod doctor lights Uh up his mad scientist uh, exacto knife, and I guess they're going to replace. They're they're gonna they're gonna gonna give his guts. They're gonna give Finnick his midriff. I don't know, man. Like I, because like the thing is, like, there's things. A cop Vant is a cool dude. Like there's a yeah. Uh, sure. I saw a good theory about like because you know, uh, Cara Dune, New Republic Ranger is uh uh is that that project is very much up in the air because Disney and uh, uh the the actor that played her had a falling out over some political stuff. So, like, a lot of people are like, you know what? Fucking make this guy the new Republic Ranger because he's badass and we like him and all. And I'm like, well, that sounds kind of cool. But now they're going to, like, do robot shit to him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know if I'm going to be watching. Like, if you do a a Vanth series, I'm not in for it. If you do Book of Boba Fett season two, I'm not really in for it at this point. Yeah, I mean, if Why? I want more Timothy Oliphant, they're, they're, they did right? greenlit a whole Justified miniseries, so that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm not out completely on this stuff, but I think it's going to be more of like, I'm going to wait until I hear... I definitely uh-huh. want to I'm, I'm definitely want to come back for Mando. Yeah, season, season three of Mando is the only exception. Because I do like Mando. I am honestly bummed that we're not going to get a Mando without the Grogu season. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of irritated that that's that's going down the way it is. But like, I do like the Mandalorian as a as a as a concept and their storytelling. Again, sun, Saturday morning cartoon, but like not this kind of like disjointed. And it feels like yeah. there's definitely a through line that you can follow. Um, but I don't I don't know. Like the other stuff, it's like I feel like I might be to the point where. I'm going to wait and hear if people talk about like, you know what? This is actually legitimately good. Oh, no, Obi-Wan like, especially because like that's the one I was most excited about if Boba Fett had been decent. But yeah, yeah I'm going to wait on that now. Yeah. See how see how it shakes out because this is no longer uh, this is stepped on product. This is uh, stuff that like I, I, I don't just because I see the Lucasfilm logo. And the Star Wars, like I, you know, that that that's no longer like, oh, I'm going to see a banger. Like, you know, the way I feel about the mm-hmm. Marvel logo, it's like when I see that even now with the, the the TV shows, like I'm like I'm expecting to be entertained and to have fun, and yeah. I'm not feeling that with Star Wars, and I haven't felt it since essentially Rogue One. Like Rogue One's the last time I walked out of a theater thinking, you know what, I actually feel rewarded as a Star Wars fan for seeing that on multiple multiple levels and yeah, uh, you go revisit that i like the force awakens um i like the force awakens uh, sequel movie was good uh even if it was just you know star wars again <laughs> yeah but yeah the, the wheels have, have kind of come off the star wars franchise which is not something i saw coming like you know disney no. taking this thing over taking it away from uncle george putting it in some 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 sober uh, hands. To, right? To, it's like, how could it get worse than the prequels? I fucking hated the prequels. How could it get worse? I don't know that, that it's necessarily gotten worse. It's well, a different kind I, of bad, a different flavor of bad. 
they the the red letter media guys made the rich evans was saying they were talking about this i forget in what context he's like the interesting thing about the new sequels and the star wars tv shows oh i think it was their year roundup he's like it's kind of redeemed the prequels like the prequels are oh, way no. better come on than <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think he was saying relatively they're, they're better. Yes, they're not but good. They were things that held together as their own kind of thing, you know? Sure. And the <laughs> new Star mean, Wars stuff just doesn't seem like you can't even have continuity between a trilogy. Like yeah. the, 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 the directors pushing and pulling and for their ideas and, and disregarding each other's work and tone. And mm-hmm. this is kind of like, like, Hey, this is star Wars. There's no way we can fuck it up. Turns out there's a bunch of ways you guys have demonstrated like eight in the last decade. And I'm not a fan. So yeah, the way you can fuck it up is simply being in it for eyeballs and dollars. Um, yeah. And not and being in it for the fans. Like you're not in it for the fans at this point. You're really not. And, and the yeah, only all way the, all the fan be, service they do is just that it's like in service of making more money. I just but the, the thing is that the the ex the, the the winning argument against that is like give it to a passionate fan that will make it for passionate fans and you'll make even more money for and sure. It'll be sustainable, yeah. Like the, what they did uh, over on the Marvel side for for fifteen years, and they just haven't found and make that it truly still. all ages. Make it smart but entertaining for children, and I will watch that. And I this, think Dave Filoni, false fucking god. Yo, he he wrote some good <laughs> cartoons that you like that you like. The, the, no, I like. Look, I went back to, and watched a little bit of the Clone Wars. It's okay. It is not what we're looking for here. And hmm. like the like two or three shows into his tenure. I'm not don't have faith that he's got it the way like Kevin Feige. I still don't know what the 10 years in. This, right. I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. The way that like that guy clearly gets it. And the way mm-hmm. like I see James Gunn clearly getting like DC and like obscure Marvel stuff, like the way he yeah. really gets the comic book stuff. I don't think that anybody and maybe it's because everyone's got a different idea what Star Wars is to them. Like. They grew up with mm-hmm. what they were doing with their action figures and which comic books they read and which, you know, Kevin J. Anderson books they did or didn't read. And no one has like a, a, a finger on the pulse of what it means to be Star Wars and a Star Wars fan and what's cool about Star Wars the way I don't know. Maybe I, I think Marvel's even more diverse, but shit, I don't know. You would think so. Yeah. All right. Well, we've done enough bitching about this. Uh, I apologize yeah. if. Uh, you know, we've bummed you out about the Boba Fett show, but uh, I'm even more sorry that they, they bummed me out about Boba Fett. Uh, tribe, tribe at baldmove.com is how you leave messages about the Tribe of Two podcast. Uh, and uh, again, I would look for us to be back for Mandalorian season three and probably not before then. Yeah. We'll keep our ears to the ground as Obi Wan, and, and we might talk about that off the clock if uh, we're hearing it's good stuff. But uh, yeah, Mandalorian is probably the next thing we're going to check out. Um, Brett is up first. He says, I've enjoyed your coverage of the series, despite the last three episodes deviating away from what I expected. Um, I've immensely enjoyed what I have seen. Black Chrysanthemum is an absolute beast mode. was a pleasure to watch. I just wish I witnessed him pull a few more Trandosian arms off when he escaped that ambush. (laughs) Just goes to show, you know, I can keep a badass Wookiee down. Another scene to add to this episode would be cutting to Boba Fett's going back to fetch the Rancor from Jabba's place. Danny Trejo's character is giving Rancor a manicure. <laughs> God, I forgot Danny Trejo was in this. Yes. Uh, when Boba Fett suddenly mounts to Rancor and goes to leave with Danny running after them, yelling, wait, wait, you haven't finished your training. 
He throws the enormous nail file down in disgust. The thought of this scene made me laugh. Keep up the good work. If Disney keeps pumping out this type of content, I am in for the ride. And that's well, somebody's enjoying it. That's beautiful. I love this for you. I'm really again, I'm not begrudging anyone like I someone defiantly posted on Twitter on Friday. Like, you know what? My six year old thinks Boba Fett is the best Star Wars he's ever seen. And that's good enough for me. And I can't argue that statement. If your six-year-old sure. thinks this is the best Star Wars he's ever seen, and and you just want to go with his subjective opinion on that, I can't argue with it. I if would suggest that be... maybe six-year-old is not the best arbiter for what is good <laughs> Star Wars, but, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I If you just want your kid to be happy with Star Wars, then sure. Sure, that's good a lot enough. of parents do. Honestly, yeah. that you just summed it up. There's a lot of parents that like I love Star like just, you know, the same way you you want your kid to belong to your religion. Like they check Jedi right. on their religious affiliation <laughs> uh-huh. and they want their child to do it, too. Arcade shenanigans. This probably makes me a monster. but Sometimes I wonder if the most interesting thing they could do to the Mandiverse would be to give Grogu the Ned Stark treatment. It could be used to establish the most hated enemy and create tension between responsible factions <laughs> or give Mando a push towards a darker place. Think you guys uh, sure put Gideon gets the dark saber back and just slices his head right off. First of all, Disney will never, ever, ever <laughs> oh. do that. And this is akin to killing a, a human child on on film. They won't do it. Probably worse. I think there's some people to be more disturbed by Yoda oh, getting totally. the, the than a human child being yeah. murdered. Exactly. Um, so uh, let's let's continue the email after. I just want to put out that this is this is fantasy. Okay. This is fan fiction. Um, I think you guys put it best comparing the storytelling here to a Saturday morning cartoon. It probably won't get Logan in space levels of emotional complexity, and that's okay, I suppose. Star Wars fans seem to yawn at a multi-planet genocide from the First Order, but if something were to happen to Baby Yoda, the Epcot golf ball would probably be set ablaze in protest. Uh, seriously, though, level-setting expectations of Saturday morning serials sort of helps me enjoy these shows more by meeting them on their own terms, and thanks for that. And that's the thing. I wish, I wish these shows were better, or I didn't feel compelled to podcast them, because I don't think it, it's like you know, doing a podcast for DuckTales. Mm-hmm. I love DuckTales as a kid. Gizmo Duck, just amazing. Yeah. Uh, the spinoffs, Darkwing Duck, oh, superlative. But I wouldn't do a fucking weekly podcast on it, not for a million dollars. Right. Because there's just not nothing, unless it's a five-minute, like, funniest thing Scrooge did. Mm-hmm. Rate, rate the top ten dives into the money bank. You know, this season, like, or the money bin, you know, like there's, there's uh-huh. just not enough there, there. And I don't know. Uh, there's that episode where they froze time. Like you could talk all about like, it's true. The implications and then the, yeah, it's all that. The moral complexity right? of Scrooge McDuck's uh, relationship to the gang of <laughs> thief dogs. What were those? The, the Beagle Boys? Yeah. The Beagle I, Boys. Th- th- it puts everything between Boba and the three families of Tatooine to shame. <laughs> Honestly, are you telling me it wasn't a morally compromised act to move the baseball when they froze time so that they'd swing and miss? That's true. That's a sign of that child going to hell fast. That child's going to be in jail in 20 years. It's true. Webigail, uh, you're going to jail. <laughs> Double T from Melbourne. Hey, guys, I wanted to add something to your discussion about Star Wars television. 
You're right, this show is awfully samey compared to The Mandalorian, and you're far from the only one who wants a more complex storytelling among the variety of shows coming down the pike. Part of the issue is that Boba and the Mando are made by the double Fs and the same production team and set in the same timeline. Of course, we have Obi-Wan coming down soon, which will be welcome break from the Mando stuff. But will, the show- it, will it, though? That's my question at this point. Yeah, like again, is like, is it the same production team and the same? Like, it's probably a different timeline, but I just don't, I don't know what the fuck Boba or uh, that they're going to do with Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, because the show I really want to put on your uh, radar is Andor, the Rogue One spinoff due later this year. Nope. I think this is a dark horse show that isn't getting much hype, but has the most potential. It's made by a completely different creative team. The showrunner is Tony Gilroy, who wrote the Bourne trilogy and wrote Rogue One. It's a spy espionage show about the early machinations of the Alliance as it works in the shadows to establish itself. It promises to be a more darker, more complex adult fare with the best Star Wars mm-hmm. villains like Tarkin and Vader lurking in the background, along with the likes yep. of Mon Mothma and Bail Organa. It's going to have a longer 12 episode runtime, which puts it uh, allows it to have some more complexity. And cast member Stellan, or, or to have at least four episodes that are just Mando, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, cast member Stellan Skarsgård recently commented on how pleasantly surprised he was by the quality of the writing. I have to see that from trusted sources at this point. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not willing to jump in and just say yes, I will go with this day one anymore. Yeah, I, I will say that that is exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like it's not uh-huh. a Jedi, it's not a smuggler. It's not a starfighter pilot. It's spies and espionage and from the guy that did Jason Bourne. Like, that stuff sounds hot. Sure. Sounds great. Uh, but so did Boba Fett at the time. Yeah, and then you had the fucking Technicolor Mod Squad roll up on their mm-hmm. shitty Vespas. And Jesus Christ, there's no way you can make those look cool. There really isn't. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt to see Fanic Shand... Uh, take off in exactly the kind of backwater chopper motorcycle that these guys should be rocking in this Mm, very episode. Yeah. Like they know the aesthetic. They just chose to spy kid it up. Oh, I I don't I One other thing that I loved about this episode is the Rancor trying to take a bite out of a land speeder. That was pretty (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Uh, Eat it like it's an ice cream sandwich. (laughs) You like a fudge sickle. It kind of shaped like one. Uh Uh-huh. Dave from Melbourne in Australia, the overarching premise of this series was always flimsy. And not just in hindsight, we called it as the chapters unfolded, but hope for a logical redemption with the finale. The showrunners virtually called it out numerous times through the dialogue, but the characters plowed on anyway. They were always outnumbered. There's no army to speak of. The three families were always going to betray them, which Boba acknowledged in chapter four. Not sure where Boba thought his support was going to come from, as it wasn't until the Mando told him about the people of Freetown this week. And when they did show up, it was just one spear full of them. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is like Boba Fett. Things happened to him that saved his butt bacon. Yeah. Like if it weren't for the Mandalorian, if it weren't for Fennec Shant, if it weren't for these things that kind of he lucked into, he would have been ran off of Tatooine. Like it feels like his plan mm-hmm. was... I'm going to show up. I'm going to knock on Jabba's door. I'm going to blow Bib Fortuna's head off. I'm going to sit on his throne and then question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Yep. Respect, not fear. That was the other cornerstone. Still a big question mark, question mark, profit, because now that Spice is gone, how is how is a crime lord actually even a crime lord at this point? 
Right. It's going to uh, run. It's going to run the the ass trade on Tatooine. <laughs> sure. Sure. Casinos. <laughs> Just the, yeah. The lucrative brothels. Yeah. Uh, I, the other thing about this whole episode is that for as many factions as were involved in this fight, it felt like there it, the scale was not nearly big enough. Um, you had a you had two battle droids. Or, you know, I shouldn't call them battle droids because that's a very specific thing. You had two Scorponek droids mm. and essentially like 15 of the Pike Syndicate dudes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the and force get- of the Pike Syndicate? Where where are the... Where are... I guess like that's the best fight they could muster here? And again, this is... This was just a bigger version of the last stand fight they had in Mandalorian Season 1. You know, oh, with the IGADA, yeah. Well, and then with the storm IG-11. with with Moth 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 Gideon landing with the storm crack stormtroopers, and they were all uh, pinned down in that uh, that bar, and right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, with IG eleven, the the last in. I I just I don't know, man. Like that was smaller scale, but I cared about uh-huh. the Mandalorian. I cared about Grogu. I even cared about the stupid IG eleven. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know, like I, the, but it's the exact same plot, the exact same last stand, and the exact same kind of location with the exact same architecture, and they had, you know, they, they changed the fa- which faceless goons. They weren't stormtroopers; they're Pike Syndicate, but like Pike Syndicate are just dumber, less cool stormtroopers. So uh-huh. I, I don't know how you roll this, you know, r- run that back. Um, but they did. Um. Zeke says, it's been a while since I wrote in, but since no one brought it up last episode, I wanted to suggest and ask, are Anakin and Grogu the same age? I did a quick search, but I think since it's possible uh, to be wrong, I don't want to say the timeline of the years I found. But that said, if we were to believe that Grogu is indeed 50 years old, I have the over and under an Anakin's age to be somewhere between 56 and 50. Could this mean that the prophecy is actually about Grogu the entire time? Um <laughs> I was going to mention that until you send in the feedback and I let it for the feedback. But like, I am wondering if it's one of those situations where you've got like a, a, a Harry Potter Neville Longbottom. Like there's, there's, there's one chosen one uh, and they're born under very similar circumstances at the same time. And are we sure it's the one guy, not the other kind of situation? I know you do. You only vaguely understand because you don't do the Harry Potter shit. But like, yeah, I don't know what that is, but I, I understand the concept. Sure. Yeah. There's a pro <laughs> like, you know, when the, the, the quote unquote real Jesus was born, there's a whole bunch of messiahs running around Palestine saying that they're the one, you know, that usually when you have these kind of like prophetic type stuff, you've got more than one person that kind of can fit that mold. I, I wonder, right. I kind of wondered that myself if, if there is, I don't think they've executed very well, but if there is the germ of this kind of like, hey, you know what? Let's bring balance to the force for real and let's take a decade to do it over the next X mini trilogies and Star Wars shows and all that. I, I that would be interesting because you'll have a character that can grow up with an audience, you know, like Grogu. Yeah can grow up two years of kid age every year of showtime and be like an 18 year old. But what is a fuck? The fuck does an 18 year old moody teenage Yoda look like? Gets tattoos. Gets his ear pierced. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Cause I, it's like, that's the thing. It's like that worked really well in the Harry Potter where like the audience can identify, but like, I don't think the people can identify. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's going to go snorting spice. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I don't know. But I, I think that's a, I think I think broadly speaking, bringing balance to the force and having Grogu be a central figure of the Star Wars cinematic universe going forward seems like a good play because he's extremely popular. Oh, yeah. People are invested in him. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Steve J. So the good guys at their disposal have three starfighters, one of which is the actual X-Wing that destroyed the Death Star. And they go in with a semi-controllable Rancor as a weapon of choice to turn the tide. Don't forget about the up-armored family station wagon. They had that thing, too. (laughs) Yeah, you jump in the not-slave one now uh, (laughs) and start firing death from above those scorpion yeah. aren't going to stand a chance you have three you have two star starfighters and a gunship at your disposal yeah and that's what i thought somebody was going to jump in one of the bigger ships at some nah. point and come in and save them but nope at this at this point it's obvious there's no semblance of actual law enforcement or government on tatooine so just take your ships and lay waste what are the pikes going to do about it call the new republic and complain that boba fett killed all their spice runners <laughs> right uh, also, there are X-Wing cops in orbit casually waiting to pull over speeders that are hot-dogging <laughs> around civilian transports, but open warfare on one of the planet's major cities just, eh, don't want to do the paperwork. Yeah. I'm so confused by this show. I, that's what I'm talking about. The The world building doesn't feel consistent. Mm-hmm. That, like, Boba Fett is ruling the planet, but he's struggling with, like, a city on Tatooine I've never even heard of? Like most yeah. ice buddies, oh, well, that's the wretched hive of scum and villa. Yeah, of course, that's where all the major. But like the most, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Brent says, "Question: Didn't the prequels teach us that you can walk through force shields? Was this lazy story writing, or do you have any insight into Star Wars force fields?" Again, I think that they you're supposed to understand that there's ray and particle, and this is a new type of that does both. So, does particle shielding him. work against ray? I wouldn't think so. Because it's in, yeah. Why? What are you talking about? No. Oh, what I is see. The character. Never I see. Mind. Yeah, it's yeah, a bad yeah. Joke. Like, what the? F- okay. All right. Boo. Yeah. You, you have to be a dad. <laughs> you have to father a child to pull off that shit. And do those dad jokes. Fair. Fair. Um. Also, it's a shame about what they did to Cad Bane. Such an excellent bad guy that should have been introduced much earlier in the series. He's got the faster reflexes, but he gets beaten by a stick. At least he gets uh, got used to utilize his knowledge of. Uh, using fire and a rancor since giant laser cannons and metal spikes are no problems. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is like, do you need to kill a guy like Cad Bane off? I, I, you don't. And I I look at this and I see what they're doing with, you know, all the Western homages, right? Like, mm-hmm. clearly that's what this guy is. The, the, the man in black or whatever who's coming into town to fuck shit up. Usually those movies spend an entire hour and a half building that character up as the bad guy to have the duel at the end. Here it feels like they thought they spent that time in the Clone Wars and so they didn't need to spend it here, but I've never seen the Clone Wars. And so for me, it did basically nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I, we do get like every week someone suggesting that we should watch all four seasons of the Clone Wars. And I just <laughs> want to let you know that will never happen. I'm 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 not sure. I'm not gonna go watch seven episodes of fucking Voyager so I can so I can comment on Picard season two and I'm definitely nope. not gonna watch four seasons of the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch and whatever else so I can keep up with the Boba Fett stuff. Uh, it's not sorry sorry. Danny says uh, three things have stuck with me. 
Number one, fuck Luke Skywalker to literally smile and get all nostalgic last episode when Ahsoka mentioned Anakin, but you just yeet your only student because he's confused because Daddy Luke only sees him once a year and Grogu isn't hyped about a sleepover. <laughs> all co-parenting jokes aside, Luke is supposed to make the order different and he's already fucking it right up. I... I called that out for what it is. Like, this is like fucking emo- like oh, yeah. I, that's the kind of shit I expect from the, the evil mom on sharp objects on HBO. Like mm-hmm. this kind of like blatant emotional manipulation and abuse of a baby of a baby. Luke, <laughs> my God, uh, yeah. to the space uh, fucking space Vespas are slower than the droid chariot. Yeah, this is droid rickshaw that that uh, yeah. <laughs> Pelly Mott's got. The Vespas are half speeding it into a huge gunfight, and it's like paint drying on growing grass type slow. Can we kick the droid chariot up a gear? It feels fast enough to get away from droid deca on the spice. Uh, third, but not really as important because we just pretend it had to happen. But Boba wants to protect the people in his town, and he fucked the whole place up with his rancor. Like the blaster bolts will buff out, but fucking King Kong rancor tearing the whole place up gonna leave a mark. We didn't yeah. mention that, but like that's the 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 the, the also the the kind of homages. This is tough. This is tough for me because like. Look, if somebody has something like a tumor that's gone wrong with their body, you got to get in and fuck up their body a little bit to get that out, right? Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna take these droids out without fucking up a little bit of the city. So I don't got to break a few eggs to make the omelets. You're saying absolutely. Uh, yeah. I just wonder which would have fucked up more of the city: the the rancor coming in and getting loose and tearing through everything uh or getting into slave one and raining hell down upon these droids uh his fire spray patrol boat i think is what you're trying to say not slave excuse one excuse me uh i know I, that's the thing it's like because i could see a fan saying well they said that they don't want to met, destroy the whole city so that's why you can't just strafe shit with starfighters but they unleashed a rank on I know. yeah it like knocked down a lot of buildings man like big big uh-huh. municipal looking buildings like i don't know mayor mcshees is gonna have to operate outside of a refrigerator box for the next couple months <laughs> because this shit got wrecked <laughs> mcshees is dead right McCheese got is shot he? to death. I guess McCheese, yeah, probably. Yeah. Both or of got his stomachs. Hung. Yeah, he got, Yeah, both of his stomachs and mouths got snatched, snatched up. Yeah. Uh should have used his uh supersonic bellow attack. Right. That thing does three D six plus two damage, and I don't know what Finnick would have done about it. He says, I did enjoy the last three episodes the most, but they had the least amount of Boba. He goes, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something from the show, but I really feel like they missed a mark with this. Fuck me, though, because the mouse has me by the balls. And they'll just watch about any just about anything Star Wars they put out. And maybe this is just them laughing at me all the way to the bank. Yes. Yeah, yes. it is. They Why would lo- you watch shit that you don't like? Like I, you got the you got the you got the mouse on the ropes here. He's like, oh, 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 oh this guy's going to stop watching. He's going, oh, oh, he'll just watch whatever we put out. Oh, oh. You know, like it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, why? And then he comes back with the haymaker, and there goes your wallet. Yeah, why? If if if, if all you care about is what makes your six year old happy, and that fact that there's a lightsaber on the screen, then there's no reason to make this shit better, man. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I've gone through this with other fan bases that were like not wanting to admit like like the the the, the middle part part of Walking Dead were like, you know, oh, this God. is shit and people be pissed about 
pointing it out and then like when you get them like in the crushing grip of your reason and logic and they're just always deployed they're like well it's just a stupid zombie show why can't well if it's just a stupid zombie show why do you care about me saying it's a stupid zombie show right you know it's like it's like the, the it's the same type of feedback. It's like, well, if you don't can't like the show, why you shouldn't say anything about it? And like, well, if you don't like our podcast, you shouldn't write me and harass me about it. <laughs> well, like it's, the it's, fucking double dumbass logic just goes right back to you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I mean that's that's the thing, right? Like here you have you're you're saying you're not enjoying it, right? And yet you're still watching it. So what what does that even mean? What does that even mean? I get it. Like, I, I don't I, enjoy this, but I do it anyway. And yeah, there are people who have, uh, you know, self-loathing uh, behaviors, certainly. And I'm one of them. I do a lot yeah. of shit I wish I didn't do because I hate it. But <laughs> this is I one feel, where I, I easily take the stand and go, I'm just not going to watch that because it sucks. Like, I feel people, though, because I think Star Wars is special to a lot of people and certainly it was to me it's just that i guess i'm uh uh i feel like the prequels kind of broke my fan heart and it started to get repaired with like the force awakens and rogue one mm-hmm. and then yeah. like oh no this is still stupid shit that makes me feel makes me feel like like uh like was a new hope even that good you know, like people like the, 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 right. the when people start to tell you, it's like, you know what? That shit was all for kids, too. And it didn't make any sense. It was dumb. And you're like, like that as actually an adult, hung together as a story, especially Empire, like Empire is untouchable. Yeah. Empire is yeah. a good ass movie. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how we've gotten. To, I don't know how we got to this point. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't. But if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it, especially if you don't have a six year old. Because the thing is, it's like, you know, like just drop Disney Plus for a year wait until you hear people watch stuff and they say it's really yeah. good and then pick it up pick it up uh, on a you know uh, uh, yeah just put your money down when you've got like a month of content to watch and then you can mm-hmm. cancel it again anyway uh, Tom says I'm stopping the email half through this halfway through this final episode because it's that bad honestly it's the problems for me I lay primarily at Robert Rodriguez's feet the worst episodes in my mind were all him, one, three, and seven. There are clear missteps in the structure of the show, and I agree to an extent the characterization of Boba and the script felt off, but the whole thing felt childish in the episodes Robert Rodriguez did. Just look at the brutal nature of the intro to the Mando episode five, and I think so many of my complaints would have just gone away if they had that level of grittiness for Boba stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like Mando was the hardest motherfucker in Boba's That's a show. really cool scene, man. <laughs> He's beheading people. I know. Uh, in a meat cleaver factory. Uh, I think, uh, I really think there could have been something there at the plot if they presented it, but it was like they had one director making G and PG level stuff and the others going PG 13. The different tones just made the Rodriguez Rodriguez stuff feel all the more glaring. I enjoy his other stuff, but here I think he just had a totally different vision from everything than anyone else. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, Robert Regas has done a lot of good stuff I like. Like his, the mariachi stuff, the Desperado, Once Upon a Time. Uh, no, wait. Uh, Death from Dust Till Dawn. Dust to Dawn. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, what was the, the the double film he did with Quentin, Quentin Tarantino? Oh, the Death, Grindhouse stuff. The um, Grindhouse stuff is yeah. pulp but fun. Uh, machete, but, but then you get stuff like Spy Kids and Machete. And you might think Machete is cool because Danny Trejo is cool and it is cool, but it's really fucking stupid. And although the first Spy Kids, I kind of like, but he's just got, um, I, I guess 
he is not as a sure thing as you'd want him to be. And I feel mm-hmm. like he brought all the wrong skill sets to this. He brought a spy kids this, this tool set to what's supposed to be a gritty godfather type of, you know, crime ridden backwater bounty hunter type of thing. And it just, just didn't work for me. It's just, it's uh, didn't work for a lot of people. Sounds like, mm-hmm. uh, we only have a few more left here. Um, Alex says Boba Fett was the man with no name of the galaxy, a blue collar beat to hell hunter. He was the first character in Star Wars. I felt like there was more of a badass than Darth Vader. He quickly outsmarted other bounty hunters. Vader knew that about him. Han Solo Chewbacca knew that about him. He's a notorious motherfucker. What happened? The series is doomed from the beginning. The Mandalorian should have always been the episodic hunts of Boba Fett across the galaxy. For some reason, we received an identical character who was also a bounty hunter, why did they do this? The more they built up Mando, the more felt Fett shrank. And then in his own show, they made him dumb, gullible, and feeble. He had to go around telling people, hi, I'm Boba Fett, and I took over for Bib Fortuna. Nice to meet you. What the hell? Anyways, I've always felt incredibly salty that they brought in a duplicate character to take over Boba's job. Even more so that they neutered him in his own show and basically turned him into full-on Tamura Morrison. Tamura Morrison. So this version of Fett is non-canon in my galaxy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Yep. You, you laid it out. Uh, James says, uh, I'll keep it brief. After seeing the faulted end of the book of Boba Fett, it got me thinking to myself, do we need these Star Wars shows? Are any of them of any worth? Let's compare them to the Marvel side. I won't give any of these shows away, but for so far, each show has moved the overall Marvel narrative along. I'll bet slightly for one of the two shows. So far, the Star Wars shows haven't done anything to move the Star Wars stories forward and feel somewhat pointless. Why not make shows that move the story forward from the most recent film? Well, it feels like Marvel's a different thing, right? Marvel's got like a timeline. Marvel has yes. like a you know they're opening it up to multiverses and shit but like it, it's got an interaction between everything that works because it is a single timeline where star wars is working on like three four five different timelines yeah. none of which are really gonna be able to cross over very much yeah so there's not a lot you can do with that and Marvel could do that, like if they decided that the, like the the Captain Marvel timeline from like the 80s was pop, you know, they could like start and they could go back to Cold War era stuff with like Hawkeye. But they don't traditionally. Right, right. Um, it might be like a one kind of episode character exploration or whatever, but like they, that's not that's they, they, they live in a, a, a cinematic universe and the Star Wars yeah. is they got shit happened 10,000 years ago. They got shit to happen 40 years ago. They got shit to happen right now, 20 years from now. Yep. If now is the Battle of Yavin, you know, like it's just not going to feel as cohesive. Like you can't move a ball forward if there are five balls. And there's certain gravity to that, like Battle of Yavin that kind of like that's where the core, the white hot core starts. So they're like tempted to always sure. kind of like not get to. But that makes the universe feel very small because unlike Marvel, they haven't got this huge cast of characters where. You know, like nothing ever fails. Like Doctor Strange, he's a weirdo. He's a magician. Uh, he's got a, a sentient cloak. That'll work. We got a talking raccoon and a tree man. That'll like Star Wars uh-huh. hasn't uh, beyond Luke, Leia, and Han, and I guess Boba. Like they don't really have those big, big, vibrant cast of characters that just don't, don't, don't lose. And I don't know what they're gonna do about it. 
Um, Craig, for me, the most part, I thought the book of Boba Fett was good. I can definitely see its flaws and why. Uh, and I hate to say this a lot because of this day and age, negative feedback gets more attention. A lot of people felt let down. I do think the writing of Boba has a lot to do with this, especially since the reintroduction, his reintroduction in The Mandalorian. Whether the creative team had restrictions on what they could do with the character is up for debate, but his actions and motivations don't marry up with both fan expectations and what they actually set up earlier. They definitely should have just folded this story in with The Mandalorian itself, right? Yep. Much like earlier at The Walking Dead, when after the main characters uh, were set up, the universe could be explored better with different factions and characters. It also had the added benefit of something that is not working. You can write yourself out of pretty much easily. Um, yeah, I mean, I I said it once and I'll keep saying it. I don't know why this wasn't just they turned it into the Mandalorians yeah. in season two, the Mandalorian, because you've got the Bo-Katan stuff. You've got Boba Fett. All that stuff is interesting in their own right. And they have reasons to be together. They all have their shared heritage that they don't understand identically, but of being a Mandalorian and what that means, but good and bad. And like seeing them all figure it out together and like, you know, redeem Mandalore and said that was, that's a clear arc that could have like carried lots of seasons of shows. And instead it's like all, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why this is the book of Boba Fett rather than Mandalorian season two, three. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, man. It feels like a mistake. It's got to be it's got to be some kind of antiquated Hollywood thing where it's like, well, we've got the main cast for this and they're paid this amount. And it's it's got to be a money and contractual and executive producer kind of thing uh, hmm. that like they're like Hollywood wasn't created in the year of like webisodes. You know, this was like sure. back when you did, did one movie and you had a guy and you had above the line. and blo- Now this is all like really fucked up and a lot more fluid. So maybe yeah, it's that. Maybe. Um. Anyway. That's that's what we got for Boba Fett. Uh, I'm closing the book and yeah, I'm me putting too. it back on the shelf and I'm not put picking it back down unless I hear phenomenal things about Book of Boba Fett series two or whatever. Yeah, if I hear some of the people who have been criticizing it, like, you know, an Alan Seppenwall or somebody um, mm-hmm. come around on it next season, maybe I'll check it out. But until yeah. that happens, yeah, I'm done with Book of Boba Fett. I don't say it's like I has nothing to do because like some people took shot at Mr. Morrison's act. Like I to me, this is not anything no. to do with the people on screen in front of the camera, except for the, maybe the mod squad. Uh, but it's not their fault that they were miscast and put into this this right. universe. Uh, this is all about the writing and the tone, mm-hmm. like like the fundamental like day like this never should have got out of the writer's room into production, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't understand the grueling pace of this either. Like, if you don't have a certified banger, keep working on it until you do, man. Yeah, I mean, the I guess they want the money machine to never sleep, and it doesn't. Like, there's there's like, but, but Disney it, is they never the sun never sets on their empire. I, I get that, but also there's money. Yeah, every moment that there's not something Disney Plus out there, they're losing money, right? In yeah, their eyes, I guess. But they have such a, a built-in market of like parents with kids. Like you, if you, if you got a kid from zero to twelve, you're probably going to have Disney Plus if you can afford it. Sure. Um, and it's fairly cheap. It comes like it comes bundled with like goddamn near. So it's like I don't. I'd still like it's like okay. Well, 
you know, like, I guess you'll just have to make money at your fucking theme parks and at your theme park to movie ride con- cinematic conversions with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, you'll sure. have to make, you'll have to sell some Star Wars toys and some Star Wars books and some Star Wars jammies and shit. Like, I'm sorry that you can't make money on your streaming platform. Like, all, I, it's just, especially when at the end of the day, they got to know that they are, like you said, strip mining this. And uh-huh. there's like environmental costs to the fan base of doing that. Where and they're like, not even doing it exceptionally well. I know that Disney Plus has been not gaining the subscribers they expected it to. They've been missing mm. their marks on like their quarterly uh, stockholder reports and shit. As far as um, well, shit, that's something we gotta do. Who right? cares they'll, about they'll the art? But the med- you're that. fucking up. You're shitting the money bed. <laughs> right. The right. mouse that's will not abide you shitting the money bed. Really fall off. So I don't know. It's whatever their strategy is. It does not seem to be working on on any level, really. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see if they can uh, pull the old fire sp- spray patrol boat out of the the steep nosedive they put them <laughs> well, in. We won't and see, but someone will see. So well, we will. We will see in in the grand uh, scope of time. Uh, thank sure. you for going on this journey, this book club, uh, with us with the book of Boba Fett. We will definitely see you back for Mandalorian season three. And uh, we'll, like I said, keep our ear to the ground about some other stuff. Any any Star Wars Disney project will come out here on the tribe of two because it's still me mm-hmm. and Jim. We're the tribe. I don't care what Grogu does and what the what what <laughs> Jin Jaren does, but uh, we, we're still the 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 tribe of two you can trust. I mean, we were pressing on it. They they got back together. The tribe, they, even if you it's thought true. the tribe was Grogu and Mando, they got back together in this they season. They got back together. Uh, and if you are looking for other stuff that we do, if you want some other kind of uh, mediocre uh, writing in a bonkers setting, uh, I can recommend The Walking Dead. This is coming on their final season, starting up in a couple of weeks. We got full coverage of that. We're also, if you like genre science fiction stuff, uh, from <laughs> washed up characters that have seen better days, we got Picard season two starting up real soon. True. And if you like actually good television, David Simon is coming down with another cops and robbers. Crops, cops and criminals show set in Baltimore creator of the wire him and uh, Pelicanos is doing a mini series for HBO in April uh, and then if you want a good pulpy comic book show we got the boys coming out later this summer mm, yeah. uh, so check it out we got stuff uh, we got we got stuff to tickle your 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 science fiction bone and your prestige bone uh, day in and day out at baldmove.com. Uh, We will see you on the next Star Wars project when we come back to it. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later.